Welcome to the Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. What's up? Good morning. This is J.J. White, and you're listening to The Great People Show. I just thought I'd just start the show differently today. Why not? I mean, we've doing it the same way for 69 episodes in a row. We might as well just switch it up here. I've already bit. thrown off. God, <laughs> you thrown <laughs> off or thrown up? What, I, what's, <laughs> what's going on? I think I'm just desperate for something new in my life, James. Really? Yeah. I think I'm desperate for some change. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, I think I'm going to yeah, go back to the other opening. I'm you want to start not, over just, again? Uh, let's see. Can we can can we do the music again, Usher? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no just, kidding, it's all right. just kidding. Well, thank you all for being here this morning. Uh, whether you're listening to us live on Facebook, perhaps you're on radio. We're in a new we're we're in a new st- we're same station, but ninety two point seven now, not ninety seven point seven. I guess yep. that we does that mean we're moving down in the world? I, mean, I was just going to say, now, is that considered moving up on the dial or down on the dial? I don't know, but I. You know, I'd much rather be closer to where people start, maybe, before they so. finally get to 104 something. I, I don't, think want, so. I don't want to go down there. That's like the no man's land of radio, isn't it? It is. Isn't yeah, it when like, you get like, wh- wh- like, how far does it go? Five? 107. One, it's no, 107? 107. Yeah, so yeah. We, don't want to, we don't want to be down there. So wherever you're, wherever you're listening to us right now, maybe you're catching us on the podcast. Or AM 820. Still a- on AM 820. As well. We don't yeah, want to forget the AM. Yep. It's like it's like forgetting Grandpa at the uh, at the family reunion. We, right. just, we just can't do that. Uh, just thanks for being here, folks, uh, and for allowing us to be part of your journey. You can get every show that we, we've we ever done on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Every show we deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspiration for life of significance and serving others. Because that's really what life is about, is how can we be better for other people? And today we're going to tackle the issue of desperation. Mm. And this is yet again another topic where I think a lot of people would say to themselves, Oh, I'm not desperate. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you you might be. Or you have been. You certainly have been. Yeah. Um, and I, it's one of these things where a lot of people don't realize, realize it. It's, it's, an, it's an emotion. It's an attitude. It's a behavior that uh, we become very, very blind to. So I'm curious, James, what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> just about anything. I'm, see, I'm desperate. telling you. Desperate. Like, when you get desperate, you'll do just about anything. Yeah. Um, I, and I also know um, I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you said <laughs> the question today uh, on the on on the uh, Facebook earlier this week had been what uh, what can you not what can't you get enough of? And I think I said satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Quoting a good one. The uh, Rolling Stones. So within two minutes of the show, we've brought in a Klondike bar and meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Aretha. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you know she just passed away. So, so on, but on a serious note, let's get serious here. When have you wanted something so bad you would do? anything for it yeah so you know anything anything is a strong word yeah it you is. know anything i think for me most recently it was last november when i ended up in the hospital for five days Ooh. and i can tell you I, I i was i felt like i was in prison i mean i was i was stuck in a in a small room which i could not leave tethered to an iv infuser with nurses poking and prodding me at all hours of the night. I, I generally couldn't sleep more than about 30 minutes without somebody coming in to take blood or check Gosh. my vitals or whatnot. And crazy. I, I, I would have given anything to get out of yeah. there and go home. And it goes back to like the whole thing. Of if, if you don't have your health, I mean, you don't have, you don't have anything. Do you, th- do you think in that situation you start to lose your mind a little bit? 
like you, you you're not the same person when oh, you're going through all. something like this. Not at all. And it and it's and it's not just because you're in the hospital, but it's also the lack of sleep. I never I'd never been hospitalized in my life. Mm. And I didn't realize that like you don't you don't get to they talk about how important sleep is for recovery. Well guess what? There's somebody waking you up every mm. every thirty to sixty minutes. Yeah. Um and, and so that is probably the most desperate that I have been in recent memory. How about you? Most recently, um, this, this probably pales in comparison to what you just talked about, but I think we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. I started a competition in, I think it was technically May or June. I was one of eight dads picked to run for father figure through the Relationship Foundation, and the race was based on raising money. Yeah. Part of which was me coming into the radio studio here for 24 hours straight and raising money. I remember. And what what I found was I started getting so invested in this competition that I literally would do anything to try to raise more money to the mm-hmm. point where I was like, I wonder if I could, I wonder if there's any furniture in my house that I wouldn't use anymore. <laughs> Somebody would buy it. I could use that money. Literally, I'm, I'm like, was so fixated on winning this competition and partly greatly driven by the cause. But at the end of the day, I found myself like just wanting to win. Like I, I, I was visioning myself winning this award this coming up Saturday night so much. It was the only thing that I would, I would think of and it would force me to do something more and something like literally, man, it was like taking over so, so my you, mind. You're using all this in the past tense, so where, where are you at well, now? Well, it, it ended at uh, midnight Monday. The, oh, the okay. race of of finding donations, in kind donations, money, giving all this stuff ended Monday at, at at midnight. So, so the so the desperation was over. Did, did you but, win? Dude, I, Have I, you won? I, I was texting friends Monday night, asking for in kind donations. I don't know. We'll find out Monday. Oh, we'll find out. Saturday oh, so you really night. don't know? No, I don't. I, literally, it'll be a surprise Saturday night. Yeah, gotcha. it'll be a surprise. Are you coming? I'm gonna try. All right, cool. I'm gonna try. Asher's coming. Our producer. What you know? What we should just do an impromptu great people show right there at we the should. Richmond Raceway infield. Why not? We'll go live. Who we'll cares? Do Facebook right? live. But that, you know, that's my personal example, and and I haven't felt that competitive in probably twenty years. Yeah. I, I've just not been in a situation where I was you know, in a sports situation when I was running a few years ago. The only person I'm really competing against is myself. That's another area of desperation. When actually, a really, another quick example is when I got to mile. 21, 22 of the first marathon I ever, I was so desperate to finish. I was literally willing to do anything to finish that race. I I would crawl for five miles to finish that race. I mean, it was, and that's one of the definitions of desperation is literally when you feel like there's no hope at all, continuing to push yourself to achieve a goal. And I'll add one piece to that, regardless if it's even meaningful anymore. Regardless if if your health is at stake, your relationships are at stake, but you're willing to literally sacrifice your morals and your ethics to achieve something. That's what desperation is. Yep. And and that's when when it's coming from a positive point of view. The other place I see desperation on a regular basis is working in the fire service. The really? amount of yes, because where we see we 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 have a lot of drug related Uh, EMS calls that we go to, and it has really opened my eyes the last several years to, you hear about it in the news and everything, but to see firsthand how desperate uh, some of these drug addicts, especially the ones, you know, who are addicted to narcotics and and opioids uh, are, I mean, they will do anything. Steal, kill, 
anything. Betray. There's nothing. Anything. There's nothing more important to them in the world than chasing that high. Um, so I think coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about how normal everyday people, how our listeners out there who hopefully are not addicted to drugs, no. uh, but you're addicted to our show. Of co- well, you would of course, do anything. anything. Anything to catch the great people show. Of course. And uh, and that's okay. Asher over here is desperate for us to uh, take a break. So we'll be right back. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to the Great People Show. To not um, alienate too many audience members, mm-hmm. I think it is it is a fair example. Was I really like bringing current events into the show? I think it's important not to be just always speaking in the clouds at thirty thousand foot view and uh, theoretical things. But um, I I can honestly say one of the drivers in me picking this particular topic was what's going on with the Supreme Court justice right now, mm-hmm. and it. Excluding the specific details of what's happening in the circus right now, um, when you're talking about people at this level, it's the, the, we're the most powerful country in the world, and some of the most powerful people in the world, there's not only power at stake, but a tremendous amount of money at stake. Let's not kid ourselves. There's, there's financial ramifications to these types of things that people will do things um, whether they normally would or wouldn't, almost doesn't matter. But I think people will do things in desperation to either encourage something to happen or discourage something from happening. I'm not getting into the politics of it. I absolutely refuse to. I'd love to, but it's just not the premise of our show. I'm not. I'm not getting into. I'm not going to get into the whole um, Ford thing and and whether or not that did or didn't happen. Uh, I, I don't think that that's. Uh, I I think we all have our personal opinions, yep. but I'm, I'm not going to get into that on the air. I will say this though. Whether you're whether you agree with them or not, the Democrats are desperate mm-hmm. to not have That's him confirmed. That's that is fact. an absolute fact. Trump yesterday in a press conference in New York, he, he it was it was it was great. I loved it. He actually drew a parallel to George Washington, and he said we could bring George Washington back and put him up for this seat on the Supreme Court, and the Democrats would vote yep. against him. Yep. Um, and it was hilarious, uh, but he's right. They're gonna, they're going to, they're desperate to not see this filled with a conservative, uh, with what they see yep. as a conservative judge. Because let's face it, we're we're replacing Kennedy. We're replacing who's been the swing vote on the court with somebody who likely now Kennedy wasn't supposed to be a swing vote either. But this new person likely will not be a swing vote. Yeah. They will be and, voting with the conservatives. And while I'm not, I'm not listening to the hearings and all all that stuff. And I'm certain this probably was not said publicly, certainly behind closed doors, is we need to do anything to make sure this person does or does not get confirmed. Yeah. And when and when those words are spoken in any situation in your life, I will do anything to make sure this happens or I will do anything to make sure this doesn't happen. 
you have to be really, really careful with that. Are you really sure you are willing to do anything to make sure results happen? Because when you get into a desperate situation in your life and you say you're willing to do anything, first of all, I don't think you're being honest. You're not really willing to do anything. No. There's only a small fraction of the, uh, of the world that truly would do anything to make sure something happens. But you have to be very careful about what you're willing to compromise in order to have something in your life. We talked about that a lot on the show. Are you willing to compromise your relationship to have something or to do something or to have someone or to have a job or whatever? Because there's only certain areas that are going to really drive you to desperation. It's going to be based on Love, it's going to be based on attention, it's going to be based on money, it's going to be based on sex. I'm pretty disappointed with our audience this week on social media because I put up two questions that pretty much was, what are you willing to do for something that you really, really want to have? And um, no one ever talked about sex. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. It's, it's, I've seen it. How many people's lives have been ruined? Because they were willing to do anything for sex. Oh, tons. It's all over. It, yeah, you just see it all over the place. I mean, Bill Cosby, another current event. I mean, Bill Cosby. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that sentence one. Sentenced to, uh, yeah. I mean, so he's he's going to spend wow. a long time. We're dropping and, some serious bombs on the show. Yeah. Kavanaugh, Cosby. Who else y'all want to talk about today? Call us. Well, listen, folks. <laughs> if, you, if, you are, if you are drugging women in order to rape them yeah. to fill your what you perceive as your sexual needs. I mean, if that's not desperation, I don't know what is. When have you wanted something so bad you're willing to do anything to have it? And it's usually driven by fear. It's usually driven by a void in your life. I've seen people leave really good jobs because they thought the grass was that greener on the other, because they were so desperate to have power, or they were so desperate to make more money, they were willing to sacrifice something really, really good just because you wanted it so much better. Yeah, I was having that conversation with someone just on uh, just on Tuesday this week. Yeah, a friend of mine left a fantastic career because he thinks that he has a better opportunity somewhere else. Okay, and uh, guess what? The uh, somewhere else is going to be just as or possibly even more dysfunctional than his perception yep. of the current situation. Now, that's not to say that there aren't good career moves that you can make. It's just it's not in every single case. And people do have a tendency to, yeah, they see they see that grass is green. A lot of the times they regret it. If you've ever caught yourself either thinking or saying out loud, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. You're probably desperate. Mm -hmm. You've caught yourself being desperate. Um, not always a bad thing. Let's, let's break that can open right now. Cause we're, we're assuming in our words and our examples that being that desperation is a bad thing, man. I tell you what, I've been there. I've been to the bottom of the barrel. When you're at the bottom of the barrel, the positive is the only thing you can see is up. And when you're at the bottom of the barrel and you're that desperate, you'll fight for something. As long as that, that fight is for something, right? Like a right to party, mm -hmm. then well, that was a joke. But I, anyway. uh, Beastie Boys. Okay, I, thank I'm you. Sorry. I appreciate that. I, no, it's okay. You're I, fine. I, I didn't. Really, I don't think I really set that up as well <laughs> as I could have. But if 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 desperation is 
desperation might be the one thing that you need to move forward. And and sometimes that's just simply getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's literally, um, you're so, you're, I, I remember this one scene, it's the Wolf of Wall Street, when uh, De, uh, um, uh, DiCaprio was like standing up on the table. If, you're, if your girlfriend says you suck, pick up the phone and wake, make one more call. That's if right. you're broke and you can't pay your bills and they're calling you, pick up that phone and make one more call. Love like that He movie. was selling desperation. Yeah. If that's what it takes for you to pick up that phone and make that one more call, then make it happen. Well, moreover, I mean, and you saw this in the movie, if you've seen it, but even in real life, I mean, Jordan Belfort, he specifically targeted people to come and work for him who mm. desperately needed. He wanted people who had just this this crazy hunger yeah. to succeed. I love that word. Because, hungry. yeah, I mean, they were they were desperate. And so hungry. That's what he wanted. Yeah. So, so hungry that you're willing to do anything, unfortunately— I believe in is in those kind of situations if you get too many of those folks around for that for that particular reason you're going to compromise some serious ethics which yeah. not to spoil it for those of you that haven't watched the movie <laughs> it got pretty off the hook. So what is the difference between desperation and motivation? If this thing could actually propel us to achieve a goal is that a bad thing? And why is that different than motivation? No, I mean desperation desperation has resulted in in a lot of good outcomes. I mean, uh, soldiers in war are desperate to survive and mm-hmm. and yep. desperate to, Survival. to win. Mm-hmm. Um, in sports, we have people who are absolutely desperate, right, to have a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. In business, like you said, I mean, what I hate more than anything in my job is is losing. I hate losing. Ooh, I am yeah, so desperate. Like, so if you if if you get to a point where you're close to losing something, do you find yourself getting or do you find yourself taking any kind of desperate measures to avoid that? Yeah, if, I mean, if it's worth having, because everybody wants what they what they can't have, right? I mean, it's not mm. that important to you until somebody takes it away. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite tactics in sales when I need it is what uh, what is called the takeaway close. Ooh, you know, so we're us. sitting and you're well. Let's say we're together and I've given you a fantastic proposal and you are starting to pull away. You're putting up some unrealistic expectation or objections. Maybe okay. you're trying to uh, strong arm me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, JJ, and, and I'll, I'll take that proposal and pull right back across the table. This probably isn't for you then. Mm. It's amazing how powerful mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, whoa, now I wasn't saying that. Mm-hmm. Take something away from somebody, and I'm not saying to do that 100% of the time. How many times have you seen that in relationships? Sure. Where some, let's face it, if you found your spouse cheating, Many of you would get desperate to keep your spouse, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you, in most cases, it's probably better if you just let them go. Yeah. If they're ready to walk out, it's probably better to let go. But what do we see? What do we feel? You're desperate to keep what you have, especially if you come to the realization in a moment, you can't have it. Yeah. Yep. I think that that creates a lot of desperation, crazy desperation. And that's just human nature. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's careful us not to manipulate that. But we, when we get to that point of desperation, I, I you're just not thinking straight. Like your yeah. mind is lost at that point. And sometimes we do get the extreme cases in the news where you know somebody goes through a breakup or a divorce that the other partner didn't want, and mm-hmm. you know they end up they end up murdering. I mean, it happens it's fairly true. regularly. Yep, and that's a desperate act. 
I mean, they wanted it. They were willing to do anything in order for that person not to end up somewhere else. I think it's important for our listeners right now to take a quick inventory of what are some of the things that you are setting out to achieve right now and you're so frustrated because you feel like you can't have it or you've you've tried week after week, month after month, year after year. When we went to social media Monday night, you know, the ones thing the one things that I heard of um, of what, what's what's one thing that you want so bad but you can't have? People talked about humility. Mm-hmm. They said losing weight. Mm-hmm. They said lots of money. I think everybody right now is in some situation where they feel at least a little desperate because you're frustrated. You're frustrated because you've really become fixated on wanting and having something that you just can't have. And I wonder if 90% of that is something you shouldn't even have. If mm-hmm. you're that desperate to have it, why are why are you chasing it? Why? It depends on what it is. I mean, I think that's where you've got to take a personal inventory. You know, are, are you desperate to have some material thing that you mm-hmm. would like to have but don't really have to have? And in that case, it's you true. probably need to re- reevaluate your priorities. Or are you desperate to put food on the table for your family because you're currently unemployed? So those two things are very different. But but we can we can have that feeling of desperation on on either side of that spectrum. I think we've all been there. I mean, yep. I, I've desperately wanted material things. It's messed up. I mean, that that's not the way you should be. I agree. I, I've I've caught myself, and that's where buyer's remorse comes from, doesn't it? it like, you yeah. just get so desperate to have something, and then you get it, and then you realize, well, crap, this didn't do anything like I thought. It, it wouldn't make me feel nearly as good as I thought. Sometimes it's just that desperate chase of the dog going after the car, and then the dog catching the car. Like, maybe you've bought that ride, or you've got that job, or you ended up in that relationship that you realize – this really wasn't good for me. But one relationship I know that's really good for you is the relationship you have with us on this show. So we want to make sure that we don't want to do anything to damage it. Don't go away. Come back. Great People Show. We'll be right back. Now back to the Great People Show. So why does desperation even happen to us? I found some really good stuff on this website called theascent.com because we all want to ascend. I'm sure that's why it's called that. Um, So so there's several reasons um, that cause people to feel desperation. It's an emotion. So we know about emotions. Most of the emotions that we have, we cannot control. We can control our, William James said, we can control our thoughts, but we can't control our emotions. So why don't we try to control our thoughts to control our emotions? We'll be better. We'll be in a better place. So, yeah. um, many times you are insecure about yourself, and you're p- trying to prove something to, to others. I'd say a vast majority of our desperation is proving ourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. Is living in a society that measures us so powerfully by the car we drive, the things we get to do, the jobs and statuses that we have, all these, all these things drive us to do some really stupid things. So we are desperate to be accepted. Yes. Right. Desperate to be accepted. Absolutely. Um, sometimes it is strictly because of the pressures of society. And and the biggest one on this, it's funny. So if, if you right now Googled any form of the word desperate or desperation, almost everything that comes up has to do with being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. The word desperate and desperation is tied so heavily to relationships. You know how Google works. The reason that you're getting those results is because that's what most people are searching for. Yeah. Why am I desperately seeking a relationship? Why am I desperately want? So 
very much based on age. I think probably more for women than men, that once you get to a certain age and you're not married and everyone around you is, guess what? You start getting desperate. Yeah. And what, what happens when you start getting desperate? You start making bad choices yeah. because you're not, you're not actively seeking a good mate. You are seeking something to fill the void of loneliness in your life. You're, at that point, you're looking a lot of, not everybody, I don't, I don't want to generalize it, but you're, a lot of people are just looking to check, check the box at that point and they're making compromises. And yeah. how does that usually work out? Not, it, uh, not it, good. It, it usually doesn't, and unfortunately, you don't find out until it's too late down the road that you jumped into any kind of relationship because it was convenient, because there was pressure that you've put on yourself and other people put on you to um, get into a relationship with somebody. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe it was it was satisfying physical needs, and but it wouldn't uh, satisfy anything else. Yeah, another big reason that we're desperate is because of what we mentioned before this last break that you are so crazy about achieving a goal. And again, are you doing that for self-satisfaction or are you doing that from recognition from your peers? Mm -hmm. Going back to my particular example, I know one of my drivers is recognition. I'm sure it has nothing to do with why I'm on radio. That has nothing to do with it at all. (laughs) But I know that one of the things that I really enjoy is having the spotlight put on me, thanking me for something that I've achieved. When I'm going after a goal, James, I'm usually not going after it for self-satisfaction I'm going after it for public recognition. I can admit that, and it's because I catch myself feeling that often. Yeah, I'm just being very honest with myself about it. And so when when I that example I was talking about with a father figure, that's what I get really fixated on is I want to be there receiving that. That's and so it gets a little crazy. You get a little crazy with it. Well, and you have a natural competitive spirit where you want to win. But I'll tell you, with a business owner like yourself, one of the biggest downsides of being a business owner is you never have a boss recognizing you and patting you on the back for doing a great job. That probably drives me, doesn't it? You're never getting a promotion. You're never getting any of the things that those people who are in normal corporate or government jobs, et cetera, are getting. They're getting employee of the month. They're getting recognized at the annual awards dinner. They have some goal to strive for where they get an extra bonus. All these things. And when you're that business owner, yeah. you've got to seek that elsewhere because mm-hmm. you're not going to get it. You have no boss. Mm-mm. You're not going to get it at work. No. Uh, uh, Trish on Facebook Live, uh, this is a very important comment. Social media has contributed greatly to rapid, impulsive life decisions out of desperation. Mm. And that ties back into everything that we've talked about right now is whenever you see that happening to other people or for other people, I I can't tell you how many times when I see a family enjoying a vacation at a beach somewhere with clear blue water and white sand, I feel like I'm kind of come up a little short because I'm not providing that to my family right now. So we get into this, this world of comparison. Yeah. Why aren't we there? That, that should not change my decisions for the day. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't change them for the week. It shouldn't even impact them for the month. But I can't help but think it does, that when we see other people's success happening, especially on social media, it changes our decisions. Is that always a bad thing? Maybe not. Maybe you needed that kick in the butt to get you going, to get that that goal sparked. But I think more often than not, it actually it turns into a self-sabotage thing. And, and I'm really huge 
on self-sabotage, setting upper limits to ourselves, because the emotion of desperation will do nothing but throw you backwards towards you achieving your goals. There's no, there's no real, there's no real long-term upside to it. There might be a short-term upside to it, like a Monster Energy drink, which I'm very proud of you for not drinking anymore. That's pretty good. Yeah, your monsterism has seems to have fallen by the side. It's been a month. Um, congratulations. Um, step one is to admit you have a problem. So I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're there. I don't even know what the other eleven steps are, but I'm sure you're traveling through them. I've been through with yeah, the monster, anger, sadness, desperation. It's uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, that we um, we we do stupid things to try to achieve things that we have no business achieving or having. Yeah, and that's where the self sabotage kicks in. That's where the upper limit kicks in is because we have we're creating these these false boxes around ourselves based on what we think we need and we want when we are completely missing the calling. We're completely missing the bigger purpose that we could be achieving because we are so so stuck in short-term gratification the 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 emotions of not being alone, the the anything that kind of drives us on a daily basis. We we get very desperate about these things, and it's ridiculous. It's it absolutely is. ridiculous. But it, it, these things have huge impacts on our life. And as a, a good friend of mine who, who's a regular listener to the show says, uh, he, he says, Facebook is the devil. <laughs> and, of course, for us, it's a very important platform, uh, how we get our message out. But in so many ways, I think that's a very accurate statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, I know I say this almost every week. We come back to this every single week. The impact that social media has – on most of the topics that we talk about on this show is is huge. Mm-hmm. The impact it has on all of our, most of most people, there are a few people who have resisted and stayed off, but it impacts all of our lives, and it can absolutely make you more desperate to try to fit in, to try to have what you think social media shows you you're supposed to have. Yep. yep. And it's a false reality, folks. It's not, it's not real. No. You know if you are the person that makes those posts on Facebook – if you look through your news feed, your life is not nearly as good, chances are, as you present it to be on Facebook. I'm, we're certainly guilty of that because we're not people that post the negative stuff on social media. We want to we wanna throw the positive memories out there. Yeah. But it's not representative of our, of our life. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine anybody living the life that they live based on what I see on social media. No. I don't think, I don't think it's, it's any near any, – any close to reality. It could pos- it's, not, it's just not even close. Yeah, we start to form so much of our our future plans on that, rather than really what's best for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, and our family. I, I see what I see what John and Susan posts on Facebook, and I am desperate to have that. I don't know why we don't have that life, and and I'm desperate to have that life. Well, guess what? That life doesn't really exist. And the trap that you're falling into, I guarantee you're falling into it. Because I fall into it. I think as human beings, we fall into it. Is that this is a subconscious trap. This is an invisible trap. This isn't something that you're going to catch yourself doing in the in the wild of your life. I think you're going to you're you're going to see this thing slow boil in the back of your head to the point where you have now convinced yourself that this is who you want to be, what you want to have, where you want to be and who you want to be with. Yeah. And then you're living in a false reality. You're totally you've, you're you're trying to build a false reality for yourself truly out of desperation. And you're chasing after unattainable things. Yeah. De- desperation is result of just straight up selfishness. Really, you're only thinking about yourself. I mean, there's going to be a couple, there's going to be a couple exclusions to that. 
um, God forbid this ever happens to anybody listening to this show, but if you're living in a third world country and you can't even feed your family, you're going to get desperate. Yeah. Um, you're going to get desperate for yourself. You're going to get desperate for your family. Perhaps we're desperate for um, our next break because we have to go do that. But don't go away because you're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to the Great People Show. Everyone missed my Randy Macho Man Savage impersonation. It, it, was, great. it was for oh, the best. Yeah. Step into a Slim Jim, and they're not even a sponsor. No, not yet. Free advertising. After they hear that, they might they might be crawling all over us. I'm desperate. I'm desperate for a sponsor from Slim Jim. I guess. Call us. I'm willing to do this. The the Macho Man. Oh yeah, brother. Actually, that was Hulk That's Hogan. Hulk Sorry. Hogan. Yeah. yeah, they were pretty pretty close guys. So how do we, how do you, how do I ensure that we are not walking, slow walking into desperate situations? The, the number one, I would call it a bait into desperation is selfishness, yeah. is, is doing things, oh, you want my pen, yeah. is doing things based on what our needs and desires are. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have made some pretty decent decisions in my life, but I know the bad ones and I know there's still going to be some bad ones. Mm -hmm. I'm not immune to making more bad decisions. I'm hoping that my decisions as I've matured into more of an adult, as a dad, as, as a husband, that the more I make my decisions based on other people besides me, it will prevent me from ending up in more desperate situations. I really can't think of a situation where I have felt desperate, even as a small business owner, James, when cash isn't there like it needs to be. I know exactly what it what I need to do to fix that problem. I'm not going to get desperate for money to pay my bills as a small business owner. I know what it takes, and I think some people – either don't know what it takes so they they do they make stupid mistakes right. they make bad decisions or it's not about not having money it's about my goal was to have money and I'm not achieving my goal so I need to go out and do some desperate things I, so that's 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 the next piece of it right there is you got to make sure your priorities and your goals are right if your goals are based on having money and having things I'm sorry it's just not going to work out it just doesn't even make any sense. Now, it's okay to have money in things. Perfectly fine. But if you are driven by these things, you're going to be let down so many times. You're going to find yourself in a desperate situation. You're going to find yourself lacking confidence. You're going to be insecure because you're just running after the wrong things. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, that's how I feel. No, I agree. I agree. And the other way that desperation affects us is we're not always the ones who are desperate. Sometimes it's dealing with somebody else who is desperate. 
and yes. and how do you Ooh. how do you best deal with that? And I mean, there are extreme examples, like you know, if you're in a store that's being robbed, and and you've got somebody who's who's desperate again, maybe they're chasing a drug habit or whatnot, and mm-hmm. they'll do anything. And and the way to deal with that desperate person is do what they say and and keep yourself safe. But we run into it in 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 our personal lives and our careers, um, and and we've got to be able to handle those people as well. And on that note, can't just put on the Facebook Live a good example of unselfish desperation. He said sick kids. Mm-hmm. He had a, uh, a a daughter with a stomach problem, and when you see your children go through pain and there's nothing you can do about it, I think I do think you, you know, I don't know if. Desperate, your your desperation, you're desperate for an answer, you're desperate for a solution. Um, I don't think it's going to get to the point where you're going to do something um, unethical or immoral desperate, to make that go away. But desperate, I don't want us to come across as saying that anytime you're desperate, you're willing to do immoral right. things. Uh, a good a good friend of of ours in the fire department's uh, son recently went through uh, a, a went through leukemia. And he's in remission now, but for about three years, I mean, he was uh, he was in bad shape, and they've documented his journey on social media pretty well. And I mean, those parents were desperate mm. for their child to be healthy, be healthy. You know, now yeah. look, were they willing to hurt somebody else or do anything unethical or immoral for that? No, but I'll tell you right now, they would have sacrificed themselves in a heartbeat. If it meant that their son could could be better, so it, it doesn't always mean that you're willing to do something something bad. Um, I think we can also substitute the word helpless. Yeah, in these situations, that we get desperate when we feel helpless. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to act on that desperation, probably not. It's just it's just straight up an emotion that you cannot relinquish from yourself. You can't control it because what we've really been focusing, I think, mostly on the show are situations that you have control over. Mm-hmm. We don't have control over our children getting sick. I mean, if, if the leukemia comes in, you don't have control over that. You can do things to help get through it, but we feel helpless in those situations. I think people confuse helplessness with desperation so that whenever, if you look at the the, the Webster definition of of desperation it's whenever things become hopeless mm-hmm. slash helpless that you start to do things that you normally wouldn't do in your own character yeah, i was going to say something like helplessness leads to desperation absolutely it's the gateway drug i have it is a gateway drug i have no other option but to go and steal yep in in whatnot i man i worked retail for seven years uh, before, while I was in college and when, when I was in high school, um, big part of that was in the grocery business. Mm-hmm. And you know, when someone was caught stealing milk and things, you know why they're stealing it. Yep. They're stealing it to take care of their family. That's desperate, James. Mm-hmm. But you have to have compassion. I had compassion. It wasn't my ultimate authority. I wasn't the store manager or anything. But I tell you what, when I, and could someone be lying through their teeth? Absolutely. But I would always err on the side of caution. If I caught someone doing something desperate, it was my responsibility as a human being to listen to that person and open my heart and be compassionate about that. I also get caught up in the whole giving money to people. I've been approached at a gas station. Man, I'm just I'm out on my luck. I have no gas, right? I'm desperate. 
hey, if I ever had to get up to the point where I was knocking on someone's window and asking them for money because I was stuck, that would be pretty desperate. Yeah. And I've given more money than I probably should have over the years. But uh, I remember this one time in Short Pump, I gave this guy money and he had a great story. I felt bad for him. Like a, and he wouldn't, he said he wasn't even from around here. He was from like New Jersey traveling through. Like a week later, I saw him driving down on Broad Street. He was a hustler. Yeah. He was just, he was just hustling. Now, whether he was desperate, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what the guy's story is. But as, as people, we need to have compassion for other people's desperation. And it's tough because sometimes those people take from us. Family members, t- I've had family members steal. Mm-hmm. Desperate, man. Drug. All based on drugs. Um, I, still have, I still have to show them some sort of love. It's got to be some tough love, but there's got to be some level of compassion for that desperate person. Sure. It's a matter of how you give that help. How you, you know, if, if you have a family member who has a drug problem the, the, and asks you for money, the solution is probably not to give them the money. Amen. That's, that's not the compassion. Right. That's not the compassion. The compassion is um, at some point, I know you have to distance yourself from somebody going through rough things if they're impacting you and your family, but you cannot be so disconnected from it that there's never been nor will there ever be some level of compassion of getting that person some sort of help. Mm-hmm. Giving the money is not going to help them. No, we know that for a fact. Um, so we we we've talked about so we've talked about two levels of what you can do to make sure that you are keeping any kind of desperation you may have under control. I think one of the filters you have to put on any big decision you make in your life is: Are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this for your family? Are you doing this to be seen in a positive light by other people? Right. Why are you going to buy that car? Why are you going to buy that house? Because what happens is the debt thing, that's the slow curse of desperation in our lives. It's, well, I don't need to have money. I can just take on more debt right. until those creditors start calling you. And it doesn't have, you know, for, for many of you listening to the show right now, I know that is probably not a big deal, but it is for, for some of you. It's still the same thing. If, it may, if, if, if it's not debt that you're taking on, it's still the same thing if you're making decisions to take on more things in your life to be seen good by other people. Yep. And that kind of stuff may not be your time, or it may not be your money, but it's going to be your time. And then all of a sudden, you become desperate whenever your spouse tells you, I think I want to end our marriage because you haven't been here for years. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you find yourself desperate. The goal here is not to get caught being desperate. Yeah. Yep. Not in that way anyway. Again, are there times where it's okay or even good to be desperate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're not passionate as you need to be, if you're not as focused as you need to be, if you're too distracted, if you aren't fully involved in something that you need to be, uh, like your family. I, I I can give you many examples, many examples where um, if you found yourself working too much and your kids are growing up too fast and you felt and found out that your kids were growing away from you because you haven't been there or maybe you have a young teenager and they got caught stealing or maybe you have a teenager and they got caught doing some drugs and you realize, oh my gosh, I haven't been the parent that I needed to be 
that desperate feeling is going to drive you to probably be a better parent. Yeah. If, 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 if you listen carefully and if you do the right thing and re-engage. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that crosses the line between motivation and desperation, right? Yes. I mean, I'm motivated to come in here and do a great show. I'm motivated to be successful in my career. My wife, who grew up poor, and when I say poor, folks, I mean like living out of Volkswagen buses and squatting in abandoned houses poor. Mm -hmm. She, her whole childhood and young adult life was desperate yeah. to rise out of that. And she did. She put herself through college. She did everything. But that wasn't motivation to, to get from where she was to where she, she is today. That was, that was desperation. Yeah. Mo motivation is a proactive emotion. That's what you can invest in right now to ensure something happens in your life. You achieve a goal. You strengthen that relationship. Proactively being a parent when your kid is born is motivation to make sure that whenever they do start to drift away from you like they naturally should, they're going to head off into the right direction. Desperation is completely a reactive emotion to what you haven't or have done in the past, and you've now caught yourself in a really bad situation. This is about making sure that your heart and your mind is in the right place before something happens, not too late. That's awesome. I mean, that's huge right there, and that is that is a very succinct way that you can kind of measure where you're at with something. And the way that, unfortunately, we measure our show, even though I'm very motivated, is it's now coming it's now coming to an end. It always happens so quickly. I know. I'm actually desperate for more time with you all, folks. But it I, ain't going to happen. They're I've asked Asher. He says we can't have no, any more gonna, time. They're going to cut us off. So thank you. We want to encourage you to be more motivated and proactive in your life so that you're not having to be so reactive to things. Um, another way to be proactive is to go to our website, greatpeopleshow.com. You can catch all of our shows there. We know a lot of you listen to us in the car while you're working out on the podcast no matter what kind of phone you have or player, you can always listen to the show. Uh, every Thursday morning, we're here on 90, 90, I said it, 92.7 and AM 820 in Richmond, WNTW. Um, thanks for being here, James. Hey, It's always a, it's always a pleasure, pleasure to be on the Great People Show with, with you. And, and thank you all for listening to us and, and tuning us in and allowing us to just be another part of your week to help you be more successful in today's world. That's right. And we'll be working hard to come up with more great stuff to talk about next Thursday. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Some superheroes.